Hello, and welcome to Innate Life Reclamation Podcast. Join us to listen in to get more in tune with the inborn magnificence in our world, in our bodies, and in our lives. I'm Dr. Lona Cook. And I'm Dr. Danny Otis. Our mission is to help people reconnect to their inner wisdom and use it in their everyday lives to transform their well being by having real conversations, clinical insights, and opportunities for you to apply your own inborn intelligence to your everyday life. So start now by tuning in and turning on to the full potential of your body and life. All right. Welcome back everyone for our fifth podcast. We're super excited to kick it off again today. Uh, the topic we wanted to cover is self-care made simple. I think it's this big hot topic that everybody likes to talk about. So how do we make it simple? Lana? Yeah. And first of all, what is self-care? Right. We're just talking, Danny and I are saying like, maybe, although don't get me wrong, I love a good Manny petty or something like that. Maybe self-care isn't so Same. much that type of thing. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Those are like upkeep things, but also it's the daily little habits and bigger habits that lead to a life you really enjoy so that you're not needing to escape your life or <clears throat> escape something to just have enjoyment and fulfillment. So let's talk about some basics to self-care that can really get you in tune with the life you want to create. Yeah, I think you hit it on the nose. What are things that we can do every day? Because I feel like a lot of times when people want to talk about really anything, it's like they have to make it the most complicated thing possible where it's really not. And I just feel like simple steps to just take care of your body where if you overlook that, anything else that you're trying to add on is just going to fall apart because the basics aren't even met. So one of the things that I feel like we both agree on are very important is breathing. I think that's one of the five things that we really want to talk about. Breathing, water, movement, rest, self-talk, food. That's six. I can count. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm going to start, kick us off with breathing. I think breathing is one of the things that we take for granted because we all do it every day subconsciously, and we don't even know how much it impacts our overall mood or of our health and just wellness. So simple things that you can do, breathe. Every time we just get stressed throughout the world, we get an angry email, whatever it is, it's almost like our shoulders, you can feel them rising and going up into your ears. And then slowly and slowly, you just almost like hold your breath because you're fighting whatever it is that you're worried about, stressed about, angry about. So here's a little simple breathing exercise. We're all going to do it together. I'm sure all of you may or may not have heard of it, but it's called box breathing. And what it is, you can change the amount of time you do it, but you're going to essentially take a deep breath in for, we'll say one, two, three. And then you want to hold that breath at the top for one, two, three. Then you're going to exhale one, two, three. And then you're going to hold the exhale for one, two, three. Now you can do that for three seconds. You can do that for five seconds. You can up it to 10. Heck, why not go for it? Um, I think overall, this is just going to offer your body a pause and breath. And when we do one, our friend, good friend, Lisa always says, when we do one, let's do three. So anytime you want to do that exercise, you're feeling stressed, breathe and do it three times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. The breath is definitely an overlooked tool that we all have and it's free. And so most of mm. what we're going to talk about, that's part of what I think 
we put all these big shiny things ahead of the small things that we already own. And our breath is something no one can take away from us um, if we're alive or breathing, but we can use our breath strategically, like Danny said, to deepen the breath, to slow the exhale. And that's a way to bring your nervous system into a rest and digest state instead of flight or fight. Um, and that's 90% of the battle for most people is to slow their rhythm down enough so that they can even pause enough to see like, Hey, maybe I could make a new choice. So when we're breathing, not only are we changing our physical body, but you know, where there is a mind body relationship. And if we can get out of that flight or fight, what new mind state example of like what we talked about in other podcast where you're talking about your tone, how does that change? So the breath is a great tool. Yeah. And if you want to take that one step further, also very simple as you're breathing, notice the parts of your body that are coming into your awareness. So let's say you are breathing and you're feeling it in your shoulders. Okay. What are you feeling in your shoulders? What do you think that could be from? And just dissect it and sit with it and continue to breathe through it. And you'd be surprised on how good you can feel on just a short breathing exercise like that. Perfect. So our second um, simple step to self-care self-care <laughs> is another basically free option. I mean, you do potentially pay a little bit for your water bill, but is to drink more water. And I know- Can you say that again for the people in the back? <laughs> yeah. Drink more water. <laughs> I think this is the thing that Dr. Danny and I say more than almost anything in the office. And yet it baffles me. It literally blows my mind how many people are resistant to drinking water. And as someone who maybe 10 years ago, wasn't what I would consider a water drinker. I still had it daily. There are ways to get yourself to drink more water. And I promise you that they are less, far less painful that what, than what comes down the road if you're not drinking water. So do your whole system a huge favor and stop making excuses for not drinking water. And water is water. It's not flavored water. It's not tea. It's water. Yeah, it's not beer. Definitely uh, not beer. Yeah. So I know this might not be a, a conversation you want to hear, but you need it. And if you remember your whole body, the majority of what your system is made up of is water. So if you're only drinking Mountain Dew, that's not something your kidneys and liver are able to thrive long-term off of. So our system needs water to process and move toxins out of our body. Um, and a simple strategy for getting more in, if you're not someone who likes to drink it, I would say just make it easy on yourself. So if you could drink room temperature or slightly warm water and just chug it, it's usually easier to chug it, start the day off, take it in, get as many ounces in as you can right away. So you don't have to work backwards at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's a great way to kickstart your metabolism in the morning as well is a cold glass of water. Your body's going to work harder drinking a cold glass of water than a warm glass of water. So if it's easier to put down a warm glass of water or a cold glass of water, do it. Nobody says it has to be ice cold or super hot. Do what you like. Mm -hmm. It's not a, you know, competition. Yeah, totally. My husband drinks ice cold water. That's all he wants. And mm -hmm. I can't, I can drink like two gulps of that versus like 10 gulps if it's room temperature or warmer. So mm -hmm. figure out what your system likes. Um, easy, very easy, simple, very simple. And yet most people don't do it. Yeah. I was just taking a sip of water there. Cause that just reminded me how thirsty I was. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next one we want to talk about is movement. And I feel like the amount of time similarly that people are just like, I just don't, I just don't walk. I just don't run. That's just not me. Your bodies are made to move. That's why we are 
on two legs. That's why we go through space. You know, it's, that's why we have our incredible bodies is to move and experience life. And the more you move your body, same thing, the better you're going to feel because again, your body is designed to move. So that's going to kickstart your metabolism. That's going to release a ton of hormones to make you feel happier, you know, sleep better and overall just feel better throughout your day. Mm. So simple tips and tricks. Nobody says you have to go run an Ironman tomorrow. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so maybe you're not walking a lot now. What's something that you can do that is just going to shake it up? Let's walk to the end of the driveway and back. Let's start there. Okay. You've conquered that. Let's go to the end of the street and back. Sweet. You've conquered that. Okay. Where's a local park that you find nice views of nature or, you know, you get some good sunshine while you're on your walk. I think those are all things that you can do. Knock a couple of birds out with one stone um, that aren't that hard. Mm -hmm. Also, there's other ways. Let's say you're like, ah, I really like my shows. Sweet. Play your shows, get one of those seated bikes or something and just work out at your house and you're seated, but you're moving. Yeah. So, or if you are seated, stand up, shake it up every 15 minutes, just shake it out. Yep. You hit the nail on the head, shake it up. So your movement can keep changing. Um, I'm someone who's always liked movement. And so you might be someone who's like, got it, nailed it. I exercise all the time, but you do the same exercise all the time or the same amount of time doing it. If you can get yourself to try something new, that's so good for the brain. So a lot of what we're talking about today is also the integration of all these things. We don't physically move just for a physical body. We do it for a brain. Also, if we can try new things, that's good for the wiring and firing in our brain too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, one of the healthiest things I learned is that just because I've always done something one way and identified with it doesn't mean today I couldn't decide to just stop identifying with it. So when we say like, oh, it's just not me, I just don't do it. It's like, yeah, why don't you change the, the language there and say, in the past, I didn't like exercising, but I'm learning to like it. Powerfully changing your worlds is a, words is another way to change your world, what I just Freudian slip there, but the way you talk about your life is the way you're going to live your life. So yeah. why movement don't you just can go be- well, yeah, oh, there that's we one go. of our okay. other topics we want to talk about with self-talk. And I feel like you're just right. well, doing a great job. <laughs> we haven't been taught these things a lot of times. We haven't been taught that just because I've said something to myself or out loud in the past and it has been true, doesn't mean I have to keep telling that same story. So I'm going to throw it over to you to Danny. But when I what I want to say about that is the choice of how you tell your story um, and reframe your story is the difference between a life that's changing and a life that is getting the same result. Words are so powerful, whether they're spoken out loud or just spoken in your head. Yeah. And how you talk to yourself makes all the difference in the world. I think mm. everyone, whether you want to admit it or not, we're our own worst critic. It's, it's a defense mechanism that I think humanity has inherently because in the past it's helped us survive. Um, but when it's left unchecked for a very long time, it can be very detrimental to our health and overall self-esteem. So how are you talking to yourself when you wake up first thing in the morning? What do you do? You're probably looking in the mirror, you're brushing your teeth at some point in the morning. At least I hope you are. Um, <laughs> and you know, what are you saying to yourself when you're looking in the mirror? Do you look in the mirror and say, dang, I look good today. Or are you just constantly down on yourself and right away to start your day? Mm -hmm. It's a negative thought pattern. Okay. What can you do to mix that up? Why don't you put a note? on your mirror saying how good you look today. Mm -hmm. And same thing, like you said, if you can just shift that thought pattern of every single day, it's a different compliment on your mirror saying how great you are and how much of a person your significant other, your family members, your work coworkers, whatever it is, how much they love you, you're gonna start to love yourself and respond in that way. 
Um, and that can go not just with looks, that can go with everything. Mm -hmm. When you're just like, God, I'm not, I'm not good at math, right? Or just, I'm not good at, you could insert anything that you put yourself through that you don't have to put yourself through that because you're here, you're doing a great job and we sure enjoy your company. So I feel like just simple tips like that, um, just knowing your self-talk and using your words for you instead of against you mm. is a game changer. And if you want to add anything on that, I feel like you're the, the queen of positive self-talk. So, well, sometimes it's easier. I want to say it's easier or that it's an easier step to go from like, if you catch a negative thing that you say. So I remember someone that taught me about it early on in my career was someone that worked for me. And she, I would say something like after something would happen, I'd say, Oh, that was so stupid. Or I'm so stupid. And she just, she would catch me and say, why do you say that? So at first it was just catching myself. I was so unconscious that I didn't even realize it. The next layer to that is, okay, now you're not saying it anymore, but now maybe you're thinking it is, can you just make it neutral? So instead of I'm so stupid or say like, in the past, I would have called myself stupid there, but I'm not doing that anymore. So think literally think those thoughts in your head. Now, when I catch something, I don't want to have actually happened in my life that I'm thinking about. I reframe it by just saying, cancel, clear, delete. It's like a, I'm a computer and I'm stopping it to try and neutralize it. So the idea of neutrality is really helpful with thoughts because, you know, Danny might be like, oh, I'm the most handsome guy in the world. That's what I tell myself now. Every day. Right. <laughs> and, and someone else who's constantly told themselves like, I, you're ugly or you're not worthy, you know, to go into like, I'm the most handsome guy in the world. That doesn't feel like a, you can't yeah. do it. And, but you could start to work for neutrality. It could be like, you know, in the past I was hard on myself, but I'm working to see myself as worthy. That is a statement that many of us could accept because it doesn't mean that you're there yet, but you're trying. So just go for 1% better in your self-talk. That would maybe be a way I'd wrap it up is like mm -hmm. starting to become more conscious and starting to work to make a 1% degree shift every week in that. And that would be a massive change over the year. And that spawns off onto so many other things in your life. Right. And I would say just one other point with that, not only could you do that with yourself, but what else are you taking in? Mm -hmm. um, could be the music you listen to, could be the, you know, things you watch on TV or you know, throughout the internet or whatever it is, what are you taking in throughout the day? It doesn't have to be yourself talking to yourself, but what is the overall imaging and tone of your life that you're taking in? Because what we take in, we're going to try and put back mm -hmm. out or maybe not try and it just happens. Garbage in, garbage out. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go into rest, um, which is our fifth search strategy for better taking care of yourself. And, um, I think for more, more and more people, we know that we need to be moving. We might know we need to be doing some of these things, but we don't allow ourselves to rest. And this comes back into that idea of that knowing yourself being in tune to your nervous system and how you actually like, do you need to take a nap? Do you need to get better sleep? Do you need to learn how to quiet the mind through using some breath work or meditation? rest is so key. I think to be able then to ask your body and your system to perform on all the different things that we do, especially because we're busy Americans where we, many of us get our livelihood or our validation mm -hmm. through work, 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 work. And as someone who is wired that way, rest has been something I've had to teach myself. Like it's okay. It's okay to rest. It's okay to take a nap. It's okay you're still worthy. You are still valid. 
even if you're not churning something out. Um, so just knowing that there's seasons within your system, like fall and winter where you might need extra rest because we're not meant to be always in a system that is like balls to the wall. Um, learning that will actually help you become more productive. A great book. Um, I gotta think of it. It's, it's written more for women. Um, it's called do less. And it talks a lot about the, the rhythms in our female cycle and how there's periods of the month where you're really productive and there's periods where you need to be more introspective and quieter and allow for more rest. And our bodies actually are in tune with that. I'm sure men are much the same. It's just written um, in that guy. So more rest for most of us. Yeah. And I think either way, I think it's good to pause, reflect, not only to actually rest and sleep. I think I'm like the king of naps. I'm really good. I think that's how I made it through chiropractic school. I would be able to take cat naps anywhere. That's one of my greatest strengths. <laughs> and now that, you know, we're working throughout the day, it may not be as realistic to, to be able to just do that. Um, but sleep is so important. And whether it's a five minute pause or, you know, eight hours of sleep at night, just making sure that you're getting eight hours if you can, which I think if we can all strive to do that, we'd have way better days, way better outcomes, because mm. let's say you're running off hours of sleep. <clears throat> what does your whole next day look like, right? Are you immediately triggered because you're tired? Are you, you know, it's a snowball effect. So rest is so important for setting up the rest of these things throughout your day for success. Totally agree. So last, this is probably one that we're going to go deeper into probably all of them over the next podcast, but food is certainly one that we could spend a lot of time on. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to just say one simple thing about it. And this is probably my like blanket statement about food is that if you could go back and think about where that food actually came from and think about its most natural form that is probably how to pick the highest quality food. Like what could people 200 years ago have eaten? And if you can get closer to that, then you don't have, as they say, Franken food or GMO food. Now, if you are going to be eating out and you're getting some food that you generally don't eat because you don't think it's good for you, don't get all worked up about it. It goes back to the mindset about it. Loosen up your grip of like badgering yourself about food and the food will then nourish you instead of making it something that you're fighting up against. So yeah. it goes back to that tone conversation we had a couple podcasts ago, but think about what people 200 years ago could eat, try and make it simpler, get it back to its basic, like natural form, and then just let it nourish you and think to eat about nourishment instead of, Oh, should I eat this? Should I not eat this? I don't know. What does your food, what does your body actually need? Ask your body if it feels good when you eat that. Yeah. And I think to go back, we like to talk a lot about nature and what we notice in nature is what we could probably take all notes from and mm -hmm. learn and integrate. And I feel like we were just talking about this last week and correct me on the numbers. Cause I know I'm going to be way off, but when you look at animals eating their natural food and their natural habitat, doing their natural things, there is less than like 30 known diseases that they can incorporate or like maybe 300 or you fill me in on what the numbers are. And we then, were reading something that's trying, I think it said under 200 diseases exist when an, when an animal is in a natural state, eating natural food that it was naturally sourced for its diet. And now uh, humans have over well over 2000 known diseases. Yeah. And way it's more. Like, mm -hmm. Look what we put into our body. Mm -hmm. Um, period. 
<laughs> just like you said, if you can actually maybe pronounce the word and recognize what it means, um, that might mean it's actually food. So that's a good place to start. Mm -hmm. And then if you can think about where it's sourced from, and if it's something that we would have ate probably 200 years ago, it's also a great start. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I think a lot of people like to say it's so <clears throat> hard to eat healthy. And I feel like if you go to the store and you look, I feel like vegetables, green onions, bananas, those are like the cheapest things in the store. It's just when you start to put them together, um, I feel like you can make a week's worth of food for a lot less money than you actually would think. And mm -hmm. I think just taking the time to maybe, again, get those single ingredient foods that um, are great for our body, that's a good place to start. And you could go for miles down this food rabbit hole, totally. but I think that's a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to end it on this thought because this, I know was a pivotal connection that I don't know how many people have heard this, but many times when people are overweight and eating the wrong food, part of the reason why they keep eating all the wrong food is their body is actually malnourished. So although they calorically are getting a ton of calories in, they're deficient in the building blocks that their system actually needs the good fats, the good proteins, and therefore their body is not satiated. So that's a reason I said the word nourishment. When you, when you clear out the garbage and you actually start to nourish your body and choose foods that are natural, you will eat less generally because you're actually getting building blocks that nourish your body. Therefore, the desire to eat is generally less. And I know I said a lot in that, but if you can kind of go back to, you know, maybe re-listen to this one and think about breathing and think about water intake and movement and rest, and then your mental self-talk and food. And just think about if you were able to just start from the ground up on yourself, you're a little baby and you're teaching yourself this stuff again what feels natural and start asking yourself that question. We weren't ever made to just never sleep. We weren't ever made to sit in one space, you know, with our head down in our phones. And we want to add more of that. What's innate into our life again, mm. and we'll become much healthier for it. Yeah. So we hope, <clears throat> we hope that was good. I feel like that was good because again, we all expect this to be super. There's all these things, bells, whistles that you can do limit unlimited with all these things. But I think if you don't actually just get down to the basics of doing the simple things, which we hope we gave you some simple tips and tricks to help kind of start to reclaim that self-care. And again, it doesn't have to be once a month thing. If you can just do little things every single day, it makes it a lot easier than trying to play catch up. Mm, so good. Yes. We'll see you at the next one. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us at Innate Life Reclamation Podcast. We hope you found tips and tricks to start incorporating innate into your everyday life because it is in your everyday life, whether you see it or not. You can find both Dr. Danny and myself at cookchirocenter.com or on any of our social media. And we'd love for you to share our podcast and leave us a review. Thanks for listening.